I'm Dulce Sloan, and welcome to That Black-Ass Show, a podcast celebrating the Black TV shows, movies, plays, and all types of Black content that have and continue to shape the world. This week, we're talking about the classic 1992 film, Boomerang. It follows the life of a hotshot advertising executive whose womanizing ways catch up to him, and he is torn by two women in his life. It stars Eddie Murphy, who plays Marcus, the ad executive. Robin Gibbon plays Jacqueline, his boss and Halle Berry plays Angela, art director for their company, Lady Eloise. The film was directed by Reginald Hudlin from House Party and written by Barry W. Blostein and David Sheffield, and the story was by Eddie Murphy. The star-studded cast includes Martin Lawrence, Tisha Campbell Martin, David Allegreer, Eartha Kitt, John Witherspoon, and Grace Jones. Today's guest is actor, comedian, writer, producer, and big brother, Tom Bell. Tom has been out here working from starring in the CBS primetime comedy entitled Fam to acting alongside Issa Rae, Regina Hall, and Marseille Martin in the movie Little, produced by Will Packer, which premiered in theaters in April of 2019. You can also catch his comedy special entitled Tone Bell Can't Cancel This on Showtime, Showtime Demand, Showtime Anytime, Hulu, and Amazon Prime. So it is everywhere. Go watch my brother. All right, let's get to my interview with Tom Bell about Boomerang. So you have to tell me what it was like working on Little. Oh man, it was it was uh it was dope. I just ran into some photos. I'm thinking everybody doing it right now, like you're going through your phone and like you just see past photos, and I think mm-hmm. ran just past like the little section. And it was dope because that character wasn't supposed to be in that much of the movie. It was like that dude was around for like four or five lines, and they kind of just let me play with it. Right. And they were just like, you know, whatever you think. And uh, so we shot in Atlanta, too. You know, I was coming up. Oh, you know, it's, you know, it's the craziest part is. And I had known what? Regina and I knew Issa a little bit. And this is some shit I, don't ha- I haven't said a lot, but I'm going to tell you like something really funny to look out for if, if you watch a little again. But okay. uh, so Regina was there. I already knew her and I knew the director. And of course, I knew Will and James Lopez and like everybody producing. And I had known Marseille uh, from Blackish when she was like eight. I mean, like I was doing upfronts when they were doing upfronts, she was like super small. So I've been watching her grow up. She's amazing, last, dog. Yeah, she's so she's super dope, man. Like, I mean, she's a, the, the grownest little person I know. Um, and Diane but, taught us that, so. Oh, <laughs> she made and everybody was like super dope. I mean, like just had, you know, them, one, just trying to, there's it such a crazy moment of them like, hey, Tone, say whatever you want to, do whatever you want to, do these lines, but also they gotta be PG. Does this fit mm. in this? in this mode, you know what I mean? Like, I got to make sure that whatever joke I want to do is not too, too is not too crass. Yeah, not too uh, raunchy. So I'm like having to think about stuff like, can I say this on a, you know, essentially a Disney film? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, here's what's crazy. Remember when I had my surgery, my eye surgery or whatever? Mm-hmm. So coming out of 18, going into 19, and then we had reshoots. So I'm hanging out watching football with one of the producers of little and he's like hey we got a couple reshoots we need to do january february and i was like well bro i had eye surgery i can't see and he was like well, when <laughs> he's like when is it gonna be when your eye gonna be better and i was like nigga like two months from now nigga, i need i need time to heal up right so they was like well we got to get this done you know like check in with your doctor see what we can make happen because i had to go back to atlanta to film bro mm. bro so i can't fly because of the surgery i got to take a train because oh, of the pressure the pressure so i had to take a train from la to atlanta 
Okay. How many trains did you have to get on to get from LA to Atlanta? Bruh, four trains overnight, New Orleans, nigga, three and a half days, one way. Oh, God. Bro, I was on a train for seven days. Get to get to uh get to Atlanta, start shooting, and I got like, you know, my eye, you know, my eye is healing. So like I had, you know, not a patch, but you know, I'm either it's closed or like, you know, at night I'm sleeping with a patch on and shit, just like let my eye heal or whatever. And they can only shoot me from the left side. Don't say. They can only. <laughs> Wait, that's like the time you was at that hotel and got bed bugs and they could only shoot you from one side. Bruh, had that shit happen to me too. Yep. <laughs> Bruh, because like I had got bit on my like my shoulder, my neck or whatever. And so I'm like, makeup wouldn't, I'm, so I'm like, nigga, I have to be like this. <laughs> so in the movie, in the movie, it's like the last three scenes. You only see me from this side. I was wondering why you look so awkward in those. I was like, because I was like, what is, because your body looks so stiff. And I was like, yeah, did he like, hurt his back? Because they came over with the cameras like as close as they could without seeing the right side of my face. And so it's moments where like Issa, Issa walked off this way and I can't even look at her walk away. I just got to look like this. <laughs> Brother, she gets up, she get look, I'm sitting on this table and look, she gets up and a, and a, a part, I just do like this. Cause I can't, you just I can't, put your head down because you can't turn your head. <laughs> I can't turn oh my head. Oh my like, god! I, and the director asked me, like, you know, can you look over? I was like, I'll try, but you, I think you gonna unless you catch her walking away, unless you catch her back, this ain't gonna look right. And the scene should end on me, so like, I just have to, I just have to fucking stay in it. <laughs> and in the moment when we kiss, in the moment we kiss, I step up to her like this, and then nigga, I just step back out of frame. <laughs> <laughs> So if you don't know, you don't notice it. But let me tell you, the last three scenes, nigga, it's all profile. <laughs> <laughs> you out here just looking like a dime and shit. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just Drake album cover. That's just it. It's just... <laughs> Which is so weird to see on film, like a hard profile. Man, not man. even nigga. I was watching that. I was like, did this nigga hurt? I was like thinking. I was like, did this nigga hurt his back? I don't remember him telling me he hurt his back. This is an interesting choice that the director made. Why can this nigga not turn his head? It was, it was because I know you and your acting style so well. Also, I know acting and camera shots. I was like, why the fuck are they shooting him straight profile? Right. Like it, it, so it really funny. like took, I was like, what the fuck is that? I did notice that. <laughs> Dude, there's a group scene where everybody's facing Regina, like outside the <laughs> outside the building. <laughs> and everybody looking straight forward. And nigga, I'm to, I'm looking to the side. <laughs> Now everybody who hears this is gonna watch little and look for your ass being <laughs> <on> the, <laughs> be a full shoulder to the camera. Bro, it's so ridiculous. But yeah, it was a dope experience. So my mom came on set and met everybody, and uh, it was just cool. Man, Tyler Perry came on set a couple times. Keisha Knight. I mean, it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, so it's like it's all, oh it's on HBO as well. Okay, so right listen, yep. there's too many ways for you to watch my brother in this movie. I'm so glad that you chose uh, Boomerang. Uh, why did you choose that movie to discuss today? Man, you, you know, we talking about black-ass movies, black-ass cinema. Yeah. And Boomerang was always that one that's like, it was funny growing up and then being mm -hmm. an adult and going back and watching Boomerang. I, even now, I've seen this shit a hundred times, probably. Right. Probably a hundred times. And I always learned something and I realized like, oh, I learned a lot from this movie and I took a lot mm -hmm. as like a teenager growing up and like, this is how... I mean, between that and love, Joe, like this is how relationships work. And also right. now 
being that age of these people mm-hmm. of like this, how life works a little bit. And like, who am I in this situation? Who do I want to be? I don't want to be this dude that's fucking up, but also I've been into how do you correct, you know, all those like moments. And also it's such a professional black movie. Like the stereotypes yes! are not, the tropes are not as like stereotypical. It's just like, it's grown ass people being funny, being silly, being real. And it's not on some, let's perpetuate a bunch of stereotypes. I'm still black. But- I'm still grown. I'm still, I'm all these things, but also it's not how we portrayed a lot. Because well, with that movie, what you could have done and what you, I think sometimes what you can't do with black movies is that you could have put people of any background in that movie. You could have done that movie all Latino. You could have done that movie all Asian. You could have yeah. put any other group of people. You could have had a completely diverse cast. Yep. You could have put any group of people in that movie and every and it always would have worked because the point of the movie was never we are black people that work here. We are black people that do this. And I think I kind of and the only time you ever get that really is like with Martin's character mm-hmm. where he was probably like, oh, this is racial. This is racial. So when they right. do have the scene in the store with the stoops. I do appreciate that because that moment was like we are. This is the smaller thing was like, okay, we are ignore- we're acknowledging that this is a black movie. But even that scene wasn't heavy handed because when Eddie Murphy walks out and he just yells and that guy jumps, he's like, yeah, you know, there's just certain people. Like, ah, like, oh, see, a black <laughs> man can't just say, now. Nah. <laughs> nah. But that layaway comment, when that nigga said, oh, we don't have layaway, they were like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, <clears throat> it's like, and, and that's, and that's, I don't want to think like this, but oh, like this is, I'm yeah. just in here. And you see how we're dressed. We're not. And then it, even, even Dave Allen Greer's line of like, what does he think we're going to do? Take, buy the jacket, wear it, stank it all up to be damned, and then bring it back. <laughs> the, yeah. Like that's, I said, what do you, don't I already, look at me. Look at Nigga, us. I'm in clothes that I could have gotten. And that's the thing. They came in in suits. They came everybody's, in a nice everybody's suit. well groomed. Every hey man, you gotta respect a man in a suit. This is not even a racial thing. A, a, a clean cut man in a suit, respect it. Yes, respect it. No matter even what, the you fuck know him. Hey man, that dude looks like this dude look like he got his shit together. And just like it mm. don't even matter. It don't even matter what you fucking wearing. Sometimes it's just like this is different. This they're not supposed to be in here. We're not used to seeing this. And I did nah like ah. <laughs> oh. That made me laugh so hard because it's like I've been in those because I always talk about uh, my Selena moment. And I don't know if you remember the movie Selena, but she has that moment where she's in like this fancy dress store in the mall and the white lady's doing the same thing where it's like, well, you know, maybe you might try another store. You know, well, this dress does cost this much money. And she's like, yeah, that's fine. And then she gets mobbed by all the people in the store because words get out that Selena is in the store. And she gets mobbed and people start running in asking for autographs. She just turns to the bitch and said, I won't be getting that dress. And I was like, yeah! <laughs> uh, uh, uh. I like, don't know why. I think I just want to be able to just chump off a white person and be like, bitch, I You know what I used this. to, like, I used to, there were moments like when I got, you know, when, because you know how like you, 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 you know, when stuff starts going well, mm-hmm. your, your, your things that you acquire change a little bit. Yes. You're like, I'm going to step it up a notch. I'm going to start going to stores I didn't used to go to. Yes. You know, I'm going to get a little fancier with my purchases, right? 
Right. And so there used to be that thing. I remember my first time going to Neiman Marcus because mm. I lived across from Neiman Marcus in Dallas. And I had I didn't know I had never been in a Neiman Marcus. Mm. I didn't know. I was I thought this was like I thought this was kind of like, I mean, I'm probably 25 years old, and I'm thinking this is like a good Macy's. <laughs> <laughs> You know the good Macy's, the one you're going to take you through for Christmas. Like, they got a very small clearance section. You know what I mean? Like, I thought this was like a good Macy's. <laughs> they don't even sell furniture this shit. This shit all closed. you this- telling me I can't get a bed and a refrigerator in here? Is that I what you're saying? Is- y'all, don't sell, y'all don't sell Cuisinart downstairs? <laughs> and, like, so I go in this Neiman Marcus, and, bruh, and, like, I realize, like, I get up to, like, the fourth floor and realize, oh, I don't belong in here. Mm. Like, I don't have Neiman Marcus, uh, like, confidence. I don't have like ego, energy. Yeah. Ego. Like, I don't even look like I know where shit is. <laughs> right? And I was looking for, I literally was like, I was like, man, I think I'm going to go buy a new, I was looking for a new hat. I went to buy this hat. Then I see the hats, nigga, there wasn't a hat in there for under $400. And I was like, oh, these ain't the kind of hats I was looking for. $400 hat? $400 hats. Like, just, what like, what? ball caps, uh, berets, shit with brims. And then there's this homeless dude at the, at the, um, at the cologne perfume counter. And, and you could tell he was homeless and like didn't nobody like really stop him, but everybody was like just kind of looking to see what he was gonna do. And this brother just took, he took, he took cologne. He just took cologne and was like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> And he just, he just sprayed all this shit. It was like, mm. he like, he just bathed in, in the middle of Neiman Marcus. And I was like, oh nigga, oh, now I gotta buy something. And you had to do that for the community. I had to do that for the culture. I had to Man, buy something. Just just, to just, something. just to negate. And I was like, so I bought cologne and that shit was like 280. And I was like, ha! I have never spent this kind of money on cologne. But I needed these people around here to know, hey man, this is one I not this is this is not what my people are about. This is this yeah. is a, this is a you know, this case is different. This brother needs some help. Right. You know what I mean? And I just end up buying this goddamn cologne. Bro, I was like, ah. Oh. But now what I do is I'm petty with shit. Like, if, I, if that situation in that store happened to me in Boomerang, nigga, I'm trying on everything and making them put the shit up later. Like, I'm bring all this, that's how petty I am now. No, no, bring me that in a 38, a 40, and a 42. I'll take these three, and then I'm going to just try shit on until you till I don't want nothing. That's Selena move, and then yep. I'm leaving. So oh, now you got to put all the shit up. You shouldn't have tried me. You shouldn't have tried me. You shouldn't have tried me. But also, fun fact, Neiman Marcus is about to go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun fact that you didn't know. Well, I'm gonna tell you one. Listen, I'm gonna tell you the one thing. I'll look, uh, my mother started going to Nordstrom's, and Norm- Nordstrom was like a step below. Above, like, Marcus, but, but it's above Macy's though. Right, it's above Macy's, a step below. Right, and my mama. But you know how my mama is. My mama, my mama. She a smooth lady. She always don't look like money. I can count the number of times in my life I've seen her wear a t-shirt. So, <laughs> and it was probably for some type of event. But I'm telling you, anytime we'd be in Nordstrom, she would always, she would always make it. My mama just walked in. But also, this is the other thing. This is the Nordstrom's in Atlanta. Mm, mm. So we would only have, because like my mother, she went out, when she would go out to LA, she would have shady shit happen to her. But that's what I was worried, because I went to the Mickey Moto store in LA. And, because uh, you know, your girl was, because I always wanted Mickey Moto Pearl. I always wanted something, because I really went for my mama. Because mm-hmm. that's what I, my first thing was. I got my money, I'm going to go for my mama. Right. And so I'm in there, and then this man, uh, Kenneth Fujimoto, who just emailed me the other day, very nice man, he 
the entire time we were in there, because it's funny because we were looking at people, you know, we walked in and as soon as we walked in the door, the guard didn't move. Uh, the guard didn't move. Everybody was nice. There was a, a Latina that was helping one person and there was Ken Fujimoto and there was this white man that looked like he was the manager or some other shit. He ain't moved. And he saw us and he was like, oh, how can I help you? Because the white mm. man, he was in there helping folks, but it was Ken Fujimoto was like, let me help these black people. Let me, right. let me get on this. And it's such a different thing because it's like, because when I, I'm going to tell you right now, when I watched this movie <laughs> and I saw Marcus, I was like, this is fucking Tone Bell. It's Tone <laughs> Bell. It's Tone Bell all day. If they remake this, but your hair is even like him right now. I was like, if they remake this movie, Tone Bell. I have, I, will, be not, I will not lie and tell you that most, I've had that haircut for a long time. <laughs> and it's one, like that Marcus Graham haircut. Like I even like, you kind of got to go on right now. I, I smooth that shit back with that brush. I threw that like that gel on. Man, I, I Eddie, Eddie was, Eddie was, the, also, it was my dude. That was the finest because like, if you see that nigga from Raw until this movie, because I remember seeing the nigga in Raw and I'm like, all right, cool. And I saw this nigga in this movie and I was like, oh, hello, friend. Oh, dude. This nigga looks fine as fuck in this movie. But I'm telling you, when I was watching it last night, I was like, oh. Because I know they got a boomerang series on BET with Lena Way, but mm-hmm. I'm t- like, but you know, it's a series. You know, go deep. You know, dive deeper to the story and all of that. But I'm telling you, and I was like, if they get this movie, ain't nobody else to play this nigga other than Tom Antonio Anthony Ezekiel Bell. Like, there's no <laughs> way. <laughs> I'm t- like that. That I mean, like it's it also. I mean, look, man. Let's be honest. Like he, he was just so smooth, and he's like, and he's like. He was cool, but also very kind of still corny. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like just a real dude of like, hey, man, I don't have to be suave at all times. Like, I got the attention. I mean, look, when Grace Jones pulls a pussy out of dinner. Yes. When Grace Jones. He was Jones like, put that away. Put that away. What's wrong with you? Stop saying pussy. Hey, what? <laughs> That's not the pussy. This is a pussy. I'm and gay. he was like, Yes, I'm gay. I'm gay. Mm-hmm. I'm gay. I'm fine. Yes, I'm gay. Mm-hmm. You're gay. He's gay. He is gay. That was the <laughs> funniest fucking part. Cause she hops up and she's like, "I know gay. My brother is gay. He is." And he's just blowing up people's spots at fucking dinner. One dude's on a date with a woman. He's <laughs> <just> blowing. <laughs> just blowing up people's spots, but it's just like I'm telling you, because it was like that. I know that because it's like that's who you. So, like, is that because, like, I know I would want you to play with, play him, but is that like who you really identify with? In the, like, if you wanted to do it, who would yeah. you want to play? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't even lie and say that I wouldn't want to play Marcus or like, I mean, because I know I have that group, of, I've had that group of friends. Mm. Like, if, if, if I would even think about my life as a Marcus, because I mean, I, I know that I'm a, I'm a, I'm pro, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Gerald to somebody. The ger- the Gerard to somebody. Gerard, Gerard, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, Gerard to somebody. Uh-huh. And I'm the, I'm the Tyler to somebody who who's the Marcus of that group. But like I know I've been a Marcus to friends and I've been a Tyler or Gerard to friends. Uh because like even when like you know you get a cool ass friend to talk yeah. to your dad, he's like, Tony, did you know your dad? Was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, this like, is my daddy. How like, are you gonna tell me? <laughs> <laughs> That's my dad all day. <laughs> all right, y'all, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back. 
Hope you've been enjoying the show so far. Let's get back into it. First of all, I loved, what I did love was that he, when homegirl hooks up with him in New Orleans, and then was like, yeah, we could be cool. And I was just like, she just did this nigga how he do other, oh, shit. Also, there's a line in that that I don't take, think people catch because when he tries to, uh, you know, when he tries to step to her at the um, at that big party where Strong okay. J shows up. This nigga says, "This is my Mac Daddy mode, corny, right?" <laughs> but then the nigga says, "This is my Eleganza Mac Daddy mode," and I was like, "In Eleganza. all of his, in all of his splendor, in his Eleganza Mac Daddy mode, and all of his splendor." And I just went, "Eleganza." <laughs> Only time I've ever heard Eleganza is in the ballroom scene of drag, or is in the ballroom scene or in drag. In the tradition Ooh. of Paris is burning. So when he said Eleganza Mac Daddy, I was like, okay, this snuck through. Nobody, nobody caught this. <laughs> cover, cover of Jet Magazine. Cover of Jet Magazine. Yo. Also, remember when that was a goal for people was to get in the Jet Magazine? Is Jet Magazine uh, still around? Like- I hope. That magazine's still around. Page forty three, baby. Page forty three. You ain't been on the. You've been on the coverage. You've been in Jet. Come uh, on, nigga. Mm-mm. I might have been. I might have been in Jet, but I ain't been on Jet. Nigga, I, I ever had. I ever had a magazine cover, maybe digital, but not, I ain't never had like a. Uh, I've been in magazines, but I never had a cover. Yeah, yet. Like, had that's, a... that's why I'm working out right now. I'm trying to get this cover. When we get back out, ah, <laughs> uh, we get I've back been... out. Listen, mm. I've made sure I haven't. I've been juggling around this tank like during quarantine. The same like three pounds, right? <laughs> so every couple of days I'll be up three. Every couple of days I'll be down three, and I'm just like, nigga, I know. Now that this shit is even longer, I'm like, oh, I got to get just a little bit snatched, just a little bit. And I don't. I mean, and the thing is, because like sometimes when you in your house all day, you're like, nigga, I ain't trying to be all sweaty in my living room. But at the same time, you're like, yo, man, I gotta catch some heat when I get up out this bitch. I got a little <laughs> bit snatched. You got But be- also. Trapping, trapping that D when you get at this bitch. Yeah, trapping, 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 trapping all day and light. Like, nigga, we got to be. But also, all of you niggas that was acting like you was too good to talk to a big bitch. Excuse me, ma'am. Hi. Uh, yeah, I got every, all ass over here, sir. We got a real but, body over here, sir. But, but here's the thing, too. It's like, and that's another thing that this movie does. It's like you. He realizes in the movie. What I think I want is not what I really want or what I need to share with somebody. Yes. You know what I mean? Like he goes after what he thinks is is perfection mm-hmm. and can't handle it. Also perfection you know? ain't trying to fuck with you because perfection I mean, saw what he was. And that's exactly, exactly. And it's like I'm also looking in the mirror. It's like, oh I don't like this feeling. This is this is this is how I've been treating people. Mm-hmm. I get treated this way. It's like, oh this isn't right. Also this person is sweet. And I never would have gone after her, but you know what? Makes me feel a different way. So it's like it's 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 kind of making you. But like you said, is when you coming out of this, what somebody thought they wanted, hey. is going to be way different. Hey, sir! And all them times you you've been sitting up for the past five months eating ramen noodles and sandwiches. Guess what, baby? I was <laughs> full meals, nigga. I was having pancetta with Brussels sprouts. We make a real pasta. I make a pozole. I got Korean food in this bitch. Well, go ahead, go ahead, get you that uh that takeout, bitch. Go ahead. <laughs> Go get you uh, Panda Express. No, stay with Panda Express. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go get you an Uber Eats bitch and is getting you sandwiches from the uh, bodega down the street. Right. We all love kosher bacon. Go ahead. Go ahead. She didn't make this. This is Jersey Mike's. She did not make this. 
This bitch can't make a sandwich, dog. Not to say that is a woman's place to be feeding you niggas, but sometimes hey, you man. just want somebody, you got to just be with somebody who can at least, nigga, can you boil some water? They'll put ramen in. Can you make some real pasta dishes around this? Bitch? You want the attempt. Hey, man, she, she made a terrible steak. But she tried. But guess what? She made steak. Right. And he I mean, made some. Maybe you know, Boomerang, there's a lot of dudes out Boomerang there. Boomerang influenced me to be like, yo, I need to be a dude who's fly and good in the kitchen. Yes, because there's so many niggas that don't cook. And I think if you're just going to be a partner, period. Because that was the thing, because I think what really fucked him up is when she was like, he's trying to have a nice dinner. And she was like, yo, can we go watch the basketball game? Can we talk about, Dosa, can we talk about Robin Givens' pants, though? Man. <laughs> <laughs> These silly-ass pants she was wearing. Them goofy-ass khakis. And then also, <laughs> that was the weave of all weaves. I was like, yo, they got this full fall in the back. Because when I was looking at that hair, I was like, I remember. Yo, this hair was big as fuck, bro. That shit was nigga. like a lion's mane. And I loved every minute of it. You know I'm southern as fuck. You know, the higher the hair, the closer it got. What do you call That's that? That's why I went natural. You got to tease oh, yeah, that, right? Oh, they teased the fuck out of it. And then, because the thing is, when she first shows up, you can't lay down with that. that. You can't lay down. It had to be a sew-in because you don't whip that. That's not a that's a sew-in, right? When you flipping it around like that, you know that bitch is fully secure. Oh, so the sew-in, so the sew-in is is this how is is like that lends to the movement? Is that what you're saying? Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, with a wig like that, because a a fall is just a piece that just connects, and it's like a half wig, where you use the hair in the front to disguise the fact that you got a half wig in the back. Ooh, okay. Problem is, as someone, I can tell you from personal experience, mm-hmm. if you're going to have um, a nice young evening with a young man, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that fall could release at some yeah. point. Oh yeah, because all that. Listen, it's hard to have sex in a wig. That's all I'm gonna just saying. I'm a, I, it's I'm got adult. to be rough. It's, it's got, got to be rough. rough. Also, because I don't have one twist on me, and you got to twist it back. I'm like, hey man, this is not he was what he was that's looking like, for. That's like that's like me trying to fuck with two fitted caps on. <laughs> if I wore my Atlanta cap and then an LA cap to the back, it's like, yo, man, you can do it, but it ain't comfortable. No, because the thing is, it's like, and what was so good, because like, because he did the, you know, the foot test on Jacqueline to make sure that, you know, because also a bitch that bad, there was no way her feet weren't gonna be done. Her nails was dead. But but like, but you, you don't think Lila Rashawn's feet? I was also very confused by that because her nails were done. But her feet weren't. But mind you, you know, my mama's had me in pedicure since I was three years old. So we never played with the feet because my feet were okay. always out. We always toes out. We always played that. But no. But it was really interesting how, because towards the end of the movie, him and Holly Berry, you know, they break up. And when she gets that nice corporate job, she starts becoming like Jacqueline. See, do, do you think? Well, she because she starts getting all, because he was saying to her, because he comes in, He's like, why are you being so cold and standoffish with people? Because you can tell him. Because when she would interact with people, it was always very soft and very nice. And then they changed her hair. They changed her clothes. Because when she's interacting with people in her office, they come and she's like, what? What do you want? This needs to be done. So she wasn't even talking to people like she used to talk to people. Well, so but also tra- like, I mean, yeah, but okay, some time has passed. And, and, and mm-hmm. like, also I never thought about it like that. So uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not mad at this. I'm not mad at that argument. But I guess I always th- looked at it like, she evolved in, in the work and as a person. So now it's yes. like, yes, it's, it's a little colder and it's like, I've, I've learned some stuff. I, I've learned my lesson. Also, I can't afford to be taken advantage of. 
So yeah. I, so yes, I am a little colder now, and I do have a probably a chip on my shoulder about you know Marcus's actions. But yeah, okay. I mean, I, I didn't ever look at her like she was transitioning into like possibly a Jacqueline. I just thought maybe she stepped it up a notch, being like, "Oh, I'm in charge now." Versus, and it, and it is a step up because you know she quit wearing the little goofy hats and the little sun little slope, You know, <laughs> the hats not, were so goofy because it's like I'm not art director every. It's just it's not art direction anymore. Now you have the creative, creative director. Di- correct. Yeah. So now, now let me ask you a question. When mm. let me ask you a question. So when he's in the shower and uh, mm-hmm. this is later in the movie, he's in the shower and Angela is at this crib painting the blue people, the new logo. For the you know for the new brand for the new perfume, mm-hmm. um, uh, when Jacqueline calls the crib, and one that's crazy for me to even think about uh, her answering Angela answering his phone. Yes, because when she went, I was, I was thinking about that's like going through my Instagram. You just going nigga, this landlines. You just going to answer my phone. First of all, I guess I'm I guess we're old school. I guess we Atlanta. But when that phone rang, I was like, why is she answering his phone? Oh my god! This can god. only be a problem because there was always chicks calling him at the. There's always there was always women around, so having a woman answer the phone was gonna be a problem. So I think I guess you forgot how you was Mac Elegonza Mac Daddy shit. Did you tell all these bitches to stop calling you? Because I was I thought he was gonna like beat her to that fucking phone, but he you let see, her answer it, and I was like, okay. okay. And then when okay when she's like, oh yeah, he's right here, and then he has to go. That was Angela. Yeah. No, she just stopped by. Now, Holly she Berry just stopped by. When she when yeah. he said she just stopped by, that shit hit me. I was like, nigga, all her paints is here. She's dressed <laughs> like she's been here. And you said she just stopped by. Well, that means you don't. I knew she just stopped by. It was like, you don't want her to know that y'all and Angela are sitting up hanging out on a regular basis. When he said she just stopped by, I went. Ugh. See, OK, so like and, and now and now as an adult, as an adult. The omission that they've been kicking it is rude to Angela. I get that shit. Yes, yes. I get that. I get that. That's hard to hear because you're in the room. Also, is this anybody that we work with's business? We trying to figure yes. us out. Yes, We trying to figure us out. And we work together. And you, you already know we had a thing. I don't want this to get weird with that. So I know we should talk about this. And I didn't mean to say those words like that because I feel like I played you. And I, that wasn't what I was trying to do. But. Should right. people in our office be all up in our business? Because remember what happened a few months ago? They was laughing at me when Jacqueline played yes. me. Because the thing so, is, that was my next thought. Because I was like, I, don't I feel bad for again. her. Right. You don't want to get played again. Because the thing is, I felt bad for her. But then my next thought was, oh, but they do work together. And you don't want them saying nothing to her. Maybe you're going to try to keep this under wraps. So I felt bad for her. her but I also can understand why he said it. Because yeah. it was like, I'm trying to keep this. I'm trying to keep me good, you good, and not having <laughs> no more fucking problems at work. Because she already showed her ass when she went up to Jacqueline and was just like, well, you know, you're kind of like, this. It, it, like, this is like affecting his work. Could you not like say anything? And she was like, affecting his work? Bitch, what? <laughs> that was a Dude, crazy she, housewives moment. Bruh, when she ran up to him, I was just like, bitch, that's not even your man. What are you doing? But it was like, oh, if it's oh. your homeboy, I get what about it. But the, you was asking about that nigga too much. What about, what about, ooh, what about when they, uh, the new spot that they watch? And Jacqueline was like, this is impressive. I love it. Like, and then they watch it and they, they, uh, they're at the meet and then Angela's sitting right behind Marcus and he looks back. He was like, well, it was all Angela's idea. And he looks back, gives that little cute look. And then she smiles. They look back at Jacqueline and then he just goes, he looks back at Angela and goes, 
Hey you. Hey you. Woo! Woo! Who the hey you? That in, hey you? In front of your old bitch? In, in front, front of your old, old bitch. bitch? And you hey. gonna whisper? Woo! Listen, you know what I like Dose. about this? Dose. Buddy! Cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. That hey you? Who that, that hey you, you was dirty? And then she was just, and then she was, and then, she, you know, fucking Angela was like, mm-hmm. They cut back the rock. I was just like, oh. Okay. It's like, All oh, right. you can, I think, I think some of your faces over there, but I think some dropped mm-hmm. behind this, this little Nigga, this chair It was right the here. face crack of this shit. Her face shattered into a million fucking pieces. Ooh, the face rough. crack of the century. Right. But we have to talk about, we have to talk about, uh, Grace Jones playing Helen Strangey. The mm. fucking entrance. No, I never coming, knew her first name was Helen. Nigga, I just found out right now. Bro, Strong J's first name is Helen? Look like, because I just thought it was Strong J. They didn't, I don't think they ever say her name. But when she came, when that helicopter came in, bruh. And I'm t- and this was the thing that I liked, because everybody who worked in that office was black. Mm-hmm. Even the people in the boardroom that wasn't talking yep. was black. Everybody was black in that damn office, right? And when they drop her down, and Strong J pops out that box and it's a chariot and it's six white dudes pulling the chariot. I was like, this is one of the greatest moments of black in black cinema. Bruh, it's and never she's got a whip. Nobody talks about it. Shit. I was in my house cheering. No, but I mean, but people don't bring up that moment like they should. Like we all see it and we go, I see what you did there, but nobody talks about that moment of like, nah, man, get to work. Yeah. And was yelling at them in French. I, I, yeah. and, she was just, and yeah, and she was swinging that fucking whip and was not, and just bang. And I was like, she got six white dudes pulling this fucking chariot. And, and she is whipping these motherfuckers, get to work, run faster. And them boys look like they was working too. They look real worried. They look real uh, worried. Hallie, Hallie Berry had on a, a, a very covering dress, right? She, she, like, she was like covered she up had, with shoulder pads. She had on a, she had on a, Fucking, I was so mad about her outfit. Like sequins almost? It was like, it was like a shiny. She had on a shiny button down shirt. Yeah. It was a shiny collar. And I'm like, y'all can't at least put this bitch in a nice dress. Like, I understand that she's artsy and shit, but y'all could have put the girl. Also, can I ask this question? This is just me. This is not, anybody that's going to watch this, they're going to think I'm saying something crazy. But look, this is me talking to you. Okay. Okay. Is, is, do you think, even though Marcus fucked up with her after the phone call, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't you don't just she, even mm-hmm. then her swag cut like he kind of he kind of like he like she was a I wouldn't say she I'm not saying she was dusty, but she was yeah. she was a little timid and like covered up and then like after she, you know she fucked with him, she like came into her own like you know what I can show these she, shoulders off like I'm I'm he made her feel like a bad bitch and cause she hit bad bitch status when she cussed that nigga out right. Yes, she did. Oh, you saw it happening. You saw it because it was like, well, okay, I see she upset. Oh, no. Oh, oh. Okay, friend. Mm-hmm. Okay, friend. And then she pops up with the nigga again. Love should have brought your ass home last night. I was like, okay, come on, Tony Braxton. Come on, Tony Braxton. Bro, when she, because she snapped on it, because she was like low-key kind of snapped on the nigga when the phone call happened. And she's like, hey, nigga, fuck. When she left, she's like, fuck you. I was like, that's the first time the, the fuck's been using this entire movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I truly. 
And then when it comes back, I'm like, oh, let's go on. Okay, we cool. You come back. And then all of a sudden, well, you went to go see this. Um, so you come back, you wouldn't and it was like, listen, when that nigga snuck in, I was like, ain't no way you ain't sleep with Jacqueline the way you tip it in, right? And I was like, I thought the bitch was gonna wake up and go, let me smell your dick. Cause I thought that was going to happen. Bruh, like when she just opened her eyes, like, no, we'll talk about this tomorrow. Like a, a dude is like, yo, we need to talk about this now. Cause I can't go to sleep. I can't sleep. But comfortably. He, he didn't know. He didn't know because all she did was open them eyes. And I was like, well, she opened them eyes and I was like, this nigga's finna with that get pink, it at breakfast. With that kind of like that Pink Panther uh, kind of theme song in the back. Oh, man. But I'm telling you, when because like, because like I love that, I love that moment because you see her because it was like, it was sweet because it was like, you fucked up about Jacqueline. But what people don't ever, I don't think people give Angela credit for Old girl was for the long con. She was for the long con because it was like, oh, because she would bring up Jacqueline a little bit, just try to, you know, take take a temperature, test the water, and then you done pawn me off on this goofy nigga Gerard. Okay, fine. <laughs> Yo, but he played in, nigga, when, Ger- <laughs> when Gerard digs in his ear, when she's like, hey, how's it going? He's like, hi. <laughs> I was like, why is this nigga digging in his ear? This girl is very pretty. Like, I was like, I'm not understanding what the campaign was. Oh, hello. Where are you from? I'm from Holland. That's a very, it's a very wonderful accent you have. All right. I'm, I'm from Detroit. <laughs> digging in your ear. So you got your homeboy being all debonair. But you know what the cool thing when I was watching the movie, when that girl, because the girl from Holland comes up to him, I don't know who that girl was, but I saw her acting in the background. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, she yeah. was kind of like looking around and moving, and I was just like, uh, either they need to get their extras in order, or she's going to come into this scene. Because she was, she wasn't even in focus, but I was like, she was very noticeable. Oh, and I was and like, she, she, was loving, she was loving Marcus Graham's back. Man. She was just looking at, she was just looking at the back of his head, and she was like, I like the back of that head. I'm going to see what the front look like. Listen, I'm here for this. I was trying to find that out. So, because Grace Jones' character was amazing. Um, Eartha Kitt as Lady Eloise. That woman was purring for fucking 50 years. I mean, that's... I don't even know if... Like, that scene is so good, and then the butler just sprinkles in... The snicker. Like, the snicker. The few times he snickers is like... I mean, that's the genius of... Eddie and Reggie Hudlin and all the producers on stuff like that. Like, just Eddie, just, I mean, yo, that. And that's all you need. That, that's all you need. But you know what? You know what I noticed? It was like, I, and this might be a wild thing to say, but it, it's one of the few times that I've seen something that shows me how black people actually interact with each other. Because mm, a lot of mm-hmm. times, it's not always, because people always think we're like loud and boisterous and shit. But like, think of the amount of times you've been out with one of your friends and you see something wild and nobody says nothing, but they just go, hey, and your friend pats your leg. Like, we ain't trying to be obvious. Like, hey, 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 hey. And that leg pat. Yeah. I've seen a leg pat from across the room and been like, okay, what are we looking at? I hear a little elbow or like, like you know, just, just that nod. Like, it, you know. Hey. Uh, uh, uh. I've had whole conversations with black women from across the room 
Because somebody was, was like, I was in a Whole Foods one time and they had, yeah, the lines set up. So where this is definitely the exit and the entrance is definitely on the other side, right? Because they would give you numbers for where it's ready to go through. This white man walks up with his female and is trying to walk into, I know what I said, I'm sorry, uh, with his significant other who happens to be a human woman, but I don't know how she identifies, but I know this was a white man. He comes up and there's no space in these lanes that they done set up. It's like being in TSA. There's no space in the lanes for you to walk past me. And me and her are like, there's a lane in between us that's empty. And so, uh, or there was one person at the very front of the line. And so me and her standing there and this white man stand, comes and stands directly in front of her and was like, I need to get, pat-. and we were like, no, dude. And even somebody who worked there was like, no, sir, the, the entrance is that way. And he's still standing there. And me, look, me and her look at, I've never, I've n- I don't know this girl, never <laughs> seen her again in my life. And me and her both looked at each other and just went, it was just faces, and it was just girl, girl. So it was I, I, head nod. We both looked at him, both looked at each other, and went, "Huh." And he <laughs> noticed. So it was just like, "Girl, girl, you see this white man? Yeah, girl, I see this white man. This man is crazy. What the fuck?" None, neither one of us said any words, but it was just like, "Sis, sis, the fuck." And then he noticed us looking at each other. So he was like, "Well, what are they saying? What is happening?" Uh, uh, uh. And then he panicked, and she was just like. <laughs> all right, come on. Cause she was like, we're not gonna, he's going to hold us the fuck up. So it was like, so when that dude snickered, I, love I was it. like, okay. And then he acknowledged like, well, what the fuck is he, what is he laughing about? <laughs> and I see those moments. Cause there was those moments where he would just be still like the moment when, when Gerard's parents come to Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and he is talking to, first of all, when he was like, my dad is coming. I was like, man, this better be John Witherspoon. John Witherspoon walks in. And so, because the first time I saw that movie, I was like nine or 10 years old. So, of course, mm-hmm. the sex scenes, they were like, don't look. And you're like, all right, am I going to get in trouble? And you come back and look. And, but it was like him doing bang, bang, bang. He ended up doing again on the Wayans Brothers. Got to coordinate. This must have been I mean, something that was. He's done everything. In- Friday, he's done bang, bang, bang on everything. Yeah. So, bang, bang, everything. bang. You got to coordinate. Right. So, you was talking about like, hey, man, you see your dad got on the mushroom shirt? Yes. He's my dad, nigga, damn. But the moment when they realized... Gerard. Gerard. (laughs) But um, first of all, the moment... That's the biggest bucket of chitlins I've ever seen in my entire life. I told you they don't stink if you pull the membrane out. I... uh, First of all... Oh. Mama. Listen. (laughs) Mama. Like, and I was like, oh, this is why, because they were like, I do like that they called him out. We're like, like, oh, he was, we sent you to this private school and now you're acting all sadiddy. It's like, okay, that's where this comes from. But the moment that I, one of the moments I really loved was when the parents come out of the bathroom. Woo, that moment. When the parents come out the bathroom, he was like, hey man, he's like, they've been there for an hour. And uh, he comes out, clothes all the shovel, mama all the shovel. And for a good, what, minute, two minutes, they say nothing. Perfection. Nothing. They say That's nothing. Perfection. And it just builds and builds because, like, Eddie don't know where to go because it's like Marcus doesn't know what to do. Gerard doesn't know what to do, and it's like, but man, but it, and then the he just CDs ends up down, hugging. Him. Puts the CDs yeah. down and just. All right, bro. Let me give you a hug. Back and dude, this move, this move from Dave Allen Greer, like the. Yes, like, with the arm coming out the, the side. Arm, with the. Oh. Uh, 
Like, just, you get it. You get it. And there was so many of those little things. Cause like, I think, I think people think that black people are very, you know, cause we are, we're co- but people of color, we're boisterous. We try to tell you what's going on. We have a good fucking time. Right. But I don't think that people sometimes realize that they don't know that there's a lot of nonverbal communication mm-hmm. that we have developed to be able to communicate. Because listen, me and that girl in that Whole Foods, I never saw that girl again. Me and this girl had a whole conversation with our eyes and a head nod. And mm-hmm. we both were like, girl, can you, like, you see this, I see this. You see this man, I see this man. What the fuck? I don't like know, if, sis, what you like gonna if we, do? Yeah, if, we, if we were both, if, like, if we were separately at Trader Joe's, you in produce, I'm mm-hmm. in I'm in chips right now, right? right. We, we can kind of see each other. And we see a... Um, a 22-year-old white dude walking in with one of them Columbine trench coats. We both, yeah. I'm going to look at you, yeah. and you're going to look at me, and it's like, we got to leave these carts right here and leave. Right here. Right here now. Like it's 88 degrees outside. That coat is unnecessary. Unnecessary. We have to just leave these groceries and go. We have to go right now. And there's no right. there's no discussion. We walk out and be like, mm-hmm. nice to meet you. We get outside and want to discuss shit, but I'm telling you, in wild situations sometimes when I'm out, I look for a black person. Oh, yeah. I'm like, uh, are we? Mm-hmm. Is anybody else? Look at me. Is anyone anybody else? else's blighty sense going off? Is the blighty like, sense is, go- the whitey sense? Is anyone else feel this? Like, there's plenty of times I've been in the airport and somebody been acting a fool, or some white lady was making a scene, and I just look. And it's been like gates. I see a black person, and we'll just be like, "Girl, girl." <laughs> and there's plenty of times I've been out. White people been acting a fool, and all I said was, "Girl, girl." I see a dude, bruh, bruh, bruh. Bro, goes so far. Bro, goes so far. Bro, oh, so far. Oh, I got a moment. I got a moment for you. I got a moment what? for you. I'm going back to the movie. I got the mo- I got a moment for you. Uh, After, and this is just, just one. This is great story writing and cinematography. But how dope? How dope is like when they send after the dinner with Grace Jones. After Strange's dinner, right? Mm-hmm. She get in the limo. Jack and lean down in the window, and she's like, "Look, you're going to have yourself on that airplane, or not only am I pulling the million two I'm giving you, I'm going to also sue the, you know, sue your ass. See for- everything you got. Yeah." Right. And and then Jack and kind of like, you know, she just like, oh, this was wild and I'm exhausted. And, uh-huh. and then her and Eddie are talking and Eddie gets in his feelings. And he's Don't like, touch me. What? I'm hey, hey, I'm you know what? I I you know, I think I'm I think I'm good. I'm all right. Mm-hmm. And like just like breaks it off and then the Empire State building goes dark. Yeah. Like it is lit up and then right when his heart is basically broken. That shit goes off. And then there's another moment at the end. Yeah, we're like become friends again. And boom, it comes back it on. Comes back on. Ooh, I love that. I love and that. See, and, and that's depth. That's cinematography. Yeah. That's a storyline. Because what I do love with his acting, because Martin Lawrence's character, there's really no art. He has the issue with Gerard because of Angela, and I knew there was going to be an issue but that moment where when he come, when Tyler comes back with the beers and he goes, hey, where's Gerard? And it's like, yo, man, what did you do? And this nigga goes, guess. I'm just being me. You know what, you know what the you know what the fuck I did. Don't act like you don't know what the fuck I did, because you know what the fuck I did. Nigga, guess. And I was like, ah, oh. because there's like this Grace Jones, Earth the Kid, because like. Also, can we talk about how, like, Leela Rashawn was, like, bad. Oh, Leela Rashawn was working. And you know what? Even as an adult, as bad as she was, and, I, and every time I see this, those two parts that she's in, basically, every time I see that shit, 
one, it's like, oh, Lita Rashawn was pulling that weight. You know what I mean? Like she was she yeah. just Brutus the dog and she was fly as fuck. And she comes over with that little mini skirt on. And then she has that baby voice the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't even like now, I can't date a woman with this voice. Well, Marcus, I just wanted to know, like, you know, how's Marcus doing? Is Marcus okay? And like I hear those girls and I'm like, this can't be. That's not a woman. Your fucking voice. That's it's not like a this- woman. I don't want a woman. The, the woman that kind of told me, no, I'm good. I don't, don't want to talk to you. I'm like, there you go. That's a woman that knows what she wants. And it's not me, but I'm, but I'm going to go after that because like, that's kind of energy. I, like, that's, that's a woman's voice. But I don't. I don't want you to come home with me. Uh, but I knew when Jacqueline turned, first of all, she told a nigga he was pathetic when he tried to holler at her because I just saw you buy a leash from somebody to pull this chick. And then you just walk up to her going, you're the most beautiful woman in the world. I'm like, nigga, where's the stunt? Where's the trick? You just came up with, hey, you're pretty. I'm like, I thought you this nigga was- You are breathtaking. Nigga, duh. Duh, I, I, nigga. I had, to, I had to come over here. Really? You had to come over here? You had to talk to me? Lady goes like, oh, do you know you're beautiful? Yeah, nigga, I own reflective surfaces. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know that I'm bad. Give me something else. Give me something else. Be like, yo, give me something. Like, I knew this white dude in Atlanta. He said he would come up to a woman and go, uh, you were sexier than a rooster with socks on. And she would go, <laughs> what? <laughs> and he said it was a wild thing to say. So he would start a conversation because all I could think about is a rooster wearing socks. But I'm like, are they ankle socks? Are they knee socks? Do they have the little balls on the end? How does he walk with these socks on his feet? So now it will fuck me up because I'm, I'm asking too many questions. Like, but- what kind of socks he got on? Yeah, but now your guard is down. Your guard is down. Like you, like it's kind of bogus, and and that's like okay, I'm gonna laugh at this, and it's like, hey man, I needed this first laugh. Once you laugh, I'm good. Yeah, and I think it's sometimes it's like because I think that's why people like men get very intimidated when it comes to female comics because it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, the guy's supposed to make the woman laugh, but also Mm. men, it seems to be that um, because when all those women in the office were laughing at Marcus. I was like, a woman laughing at a man has gotten a woman killed before. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I don't even mean to laugh at that, but that definitely. Absolutely. Like laughing, like a woman laughing at a man. There's something about that. Like, and also, it's not like he's- imagine, imagine a, 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 I can't even, I can't think of a moment I've ever seen where a group of dudes laughs, a, a group of people, maybe a high school movie or something like that, where a yeah. group laughs at a girl for being embarrassed. But I don't know if I've ever seen just a group of, Women and twelve men laugh at a at, at a woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not only not only have you already fucked Lady Eloise, mm-hmm. you also got your heart broken by Jacqueline. You got to come back to the same office, <laughs> and she's running around telling them, and not only that. So it's like because you don't usually see a group of people laughing at a man unless it's like in a high, but it's like a teenage boy, like in a high school movie, and everybody knows what's right. going on. But even then, when it's people like whispering and stuff, it's usually a girl walking through. Or to be a bunch of people laugh. It's usually they're laughing at a girl. It's very rare that you see a bunch of women laughing at a man. And in a professional setting. In a professional setting. And it would be different if Jacqueline wasn't standing there telling the niggas. So it was just like a bunch of secretaries and shit laughing, that'd be fine. But Jacqueline is the one standing there. Administrative assistants, don't say administrative assistants. Admins. I apologize. Admins. 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 (laughs) (laughs) uh support for the office there you go um it's 
you standing there with the boss. And she is just diming this man out. I mean, his timing couldn't have been worse. Bruh. I mean, Even a lady coming down the steps. Oh, the hand over the she, mouth and like the turn. snickering at this man. She couldn't even look at him. The good snicker? Oh. Ooh. But also, okay, oh. so, 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 and we, okay, so when Eddie first meets or sees Leela Rashawn, mm-hmm. he sees her like a, like an ad. Mm-hmm. Duh, duh, duh. You know, like whatever this, those sounds are. Yeah. Like, sees her like an ad. First time he sees Jacqueline, it's an ad. Mm. She's standing there reading a newspaper. You and know, like, it's just, just beautiful. And we saw him already look at the models out and have the same energy with the models he has to like cast for the, like new the dog. Ad. Like the dog sound, like a. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you get to Halle Berry, that never happened. It's unassuming. You didn't know this moment was going to happen because he just, he went in not with a purpose. He went in and be like, we just work together. There's no, I'm not even thinking about you as attractive. And yeah. then that's the person that is like, oh man, I, I, you know me the best. You, you open up to me the most. I open myself up to you. I can yeah. actually be hurt by you. And he, let, he did yeah. it with Jacqueline, but it didn't work out because he didn't attach to anything. Right. But he was trying to, because the thing is, it's, she was like, are you trying to make this more than what it is? Like New Orleans was just New Orleans. Like the thing is, when they were supposed to go to the, but never supposed to go to the show together. And she's like, I'll give you the money. And he's like, that's not the point. And then they hook up and he wakes up and there's $200 on the nightstand. And he takes the blanket and he pulls it up to his chest. I mean, just that look of yearning and longing. Oh, my but God. Also, but the thing is, it's also you pull the thing up to your chest. It's like, I feel like I've been used. <laughs> this woman just put money on the dresser. I told her it wasn't about the money. I told her about the money. Money on the dresser, drive a compressor, like this motherfucker. Like, because you have to, in that moment, you have to feel like, oh, I'm a problem. And that's a, that's, a, that's a big exhale. Yeah. And she didn't even stay and also and, she, and also, like, you become a dude, and I don't know, maybe, I don't know how I feel about what I'm about to say. The, yes, at one point when you just, like, you know, you just having a fling with somebody, yes, this shit is attractive. This whole trench coat, in your underwear, yes. nothing up under it. Yes, that's a great gimmick. I'm falling for it because this is a relationship of lust. I get that. Yeah. Like we, we get together, we banging out, whatever. But he really liked her. And somebody who didn't do that was Angela. Goes, somebody you like, you like, girl, you can't be coming across town with no clothes on. Are you crazy? Yeah. Like, that's a chick that you like. A chick that you mm-hmm. like, I, I look, I'm in this and I don't need you out here running around like that. Are you crazy? Mm-hmm. Anything some, could happen to you. That coat some, flew open. Here's some sweatpants, girl. Put this on. I'm, I'm taking you home myself. <laughs> Yo, because he did let her leave with that coat on like that. Like she came across town, but she was tying that coat up tight. I ain't never seen so many somebody tie a coat up so many times. Uh, as many it, times as she tied that coat up. All right, y'all. We're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll be back. Hope you've been enjoying the show so far. Let's get back into it. Now, I am going to get to one of my favorite parts of the show uh, called That Black Ass Confession. And so if this is your first time listening, so The Black Ass Confession is a it is a movie, film, play uh, in popular black culture that you haven't seen or a black thing that you can't do. Like, for instance, I always say, like, I've never seen Baby's Kids or Baby Boy. I'm not doing it. 
Uh, but I also don't really know how to play spades. That's funny because I can play spades, but I am not good. Like the only way you put me, <laughs> the only way you put me on your team is if there's nobody else around. This barbecue is over. It's me, I'm like, you, I'm like, and Auntie. It's un, it's odd numbers. God, all right, yeah, I play. I'm not. I'm not great. As, I mean, I can play, but I'm not great. Um, okay. So what's your black ass confession, sir? Mm-mm-mm. Um, oh, I, I'll do this, and I don't know how much of a confession this is. Is I didn't drink Kool Aid growing up. Okay. I ha- uh, I mean, I've had it. I've had it, but like it was at other people's house. That shit was never in my house. We did not. My parents yeah. wouldn't. There was no Kool Aid at my house. There was no bologna sandwiches. My, my my dad was like, he ate so much bologna growing up. He was like, there would never be bologna in this goddamn house. You you mm. would not. If I'm not doing well enough where you can eat roast beef and turkey and ham, then something else wrong. But you would not. <laughs> you would not. Eat. Now, if you want to go to somebody else's house and they got bologna and you want to eat it, go eat bologna. But he says I ate so much goddamn bologna growing up. I cannot. You want to buy your own bologna? Fine. I will not buy bologna. It would not be in this house. And we are not doing Kool Aid. Lemonade or sweet tea, that's it. I, I see. think my mom, I don't know who, I think she had a hookup over at, when we were in Miami, at the uh, at the deli, at the IGA store in Miami. Because okay. my mama, she would go to the store, and nigga, when I tell you, we made, when we would make a sandwich, it would be six different meats and three <laughs> different cheeses. I don't know who the fuck she knew at this deli counter. Nigga, we eating salami, capicola, ham, turkey, only boar's head. Like, I don't know who the fuck she knew at this meat counter or I don't know if it was a homeboy she went to high school with or something. I'm like, how the fuck did you get all this meat? Also, give me some mustard because we finna go. Are you talking about, you're not even talking about just buying the meat. You're talking about this is how they construct in the sandwich. Like, she would buy, nigga, she would come home and it would be a half a pound of Capicola. Half okay, okay, okay. So grocery store. I thought you meant like they were doing the sandwiches at the store. You're talking about they just, no. she bring home ass loads of meat. Yes. And you got to get through this meat. So you, yes. so you, yeah. Especially in the can't summertime. Especially in the summertime. Hey, nigga, you cannot let this meat go bad. So y'all finna have a sandwich every day for lunch. Uh, You ain't got to put all the meats on it. We would have to do different combinations of shit. But what if we heat them up? But what if we do this? <laughs> what if we put it in a tortilla? Because she was like, if you little niggas let this meat go bad, I fuck, don't play with me. Y'all got to well, understand me. My aunt, uh, who like took care of me in the summer. So, like, so when I got out of school every year, you know, in, yeah. in Atlanta. I go to Chicago and bro, my aunt had this little corner store that I used to like work in for the summer. I'm 12, 13 years old. I used to work in the summer. And like for lunch, she had like a little deli and she used to make these goddamn sandwiches. I'm talking about Texas toast. So the bread already thick as fuck. Okay. (laughs) The bread, the bread bread is three inches before, before anything, before these, uh, (laughs) this sandwich accoutrement gets laid on there. Okay. And then this this motherfucker, like, Bruh, the meat that I'm like, are y'all trying to get rid of meat? I'm, it's an inch and a half of meat, just turkey. Then it's lettuce, tomato, onion, all the all the dressing, all this kind of stuff. Then they, you know, they they wrap this bitch up in butcher paper, cut the bitch in half. The sandwich is this big. You cannot bite this sandwich. That's like them sandwiches you used to get. Did you ever? There's a place in Atlanta that used to do. They had like this salad bar. You got to put this sandwich in a bowl and eat it with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> you just made a bread salad. I just you made did a not bread give me. You did not give me lunch. You gave me a mountain to climb. Um, I would say. Can I get that, a sodium bowl, please? I like a sodium <laughs> bowl. Okay, I would say. Ooh, what's my black ass confession? 
if it comes to something like that. Oh, um, I got something. My grandma never whooped me. My grandparents never whooped me either. And I would hear so many stories about people, grandma whooping them. But, I'm but where say, your grandmama live? Where your grandmama live? Miami. But she was from Perry, Georgia. But so, but you didn't see her all the time. Yeah, we would go down to Miami. But we, no, we lived with her for like two years. But how this old was were you? Oh, I was like nine. Oh, so you was in whooping age, yeah. I was going to say, because like, like my grandfather whooped my cousins that lived in St. Louis, you know, near him, but never whooped me because it was like, he only saw me certain times of the year. Oh, so you I, ne- I was never, I was, I was never around enough to like get in trouble enough to get a whoop. He ain't seen me enough. Well, I know when we lived with my grandmama, we broke something one day. And my grandma looked at my mom and just goes, Marianne, I need you to whoop Deuce and Lawrence. So what my mother would, so what my grandma would do, but she wanted to whoop us instead of us, uh, instead of her whooping us. Oh, she had, she had, she threw out a contract. She'd outsource it to my mother. Yeah, yeah. Because my grandmother had five kids. My mama was the youngest and the only girl. Okay. And her oldest brother, there was 10 years between the oldest brother and my mom. Which means my grandma was whooping kids for decades. Yeah, she had a, she had a. I'm done. She got a whoopedology. She whooped out. She's like, I'm whooped <laughs> out. I'm whooped out. But the thing is with my family, because you know people talking about their aunts whooping them. Nobody in my family, for the most part, whooped kids that weren't theirs. I, I that's that's true. That's true. I got punished maybe, but whooping. Yeah. But 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 whooping. My dad was. Uh, my dad had an exclusive contract when it came to whooping. I mean, there was my no. My uncle tried it. My uncle tried it on my brother one time, and my mama flipped the fuck out. So she was like, no. That's my child. We ain't doing this. There was kind yeah. of an agreement amongst everybody. But my Aunt Ruth didn't play that shit. My Aunt Ruth, uh, you in here, you get whooped. I'll give you grown. Because I saw, because I remember as a kid, I'm like, you know what? When I get older, I'm not going to get whoopings. And then I saw my Aunt Ruth hit my cousin, who was her daughter. And she was in her 30s. And I was like, mm. oh, this shit don't stop. Okay. I think my dad... My dad, uh... But not, now, mind you, my cousin was dead-ass wrong. She came to my Aunt Ruth crazy, and my Aunt Ruth was fully verified, fully justified. I, my dad... My last whooping came when I was 12. That's the story I told him this is not happening. And then I think mm. one time... I think one time... And it didn't hurt, but it was shocking. I came yes. around the corner, but I was too big at this point. I had to be like 13 or 14. I'm probably, this, I'm probably at that age. I'm the size I am now. Yeah. So I've been, I've been so you look as tall as your dad. Yeah. So I'm like, we're the same probably weight and everything. I'm in what ninth grade, maybe. And yeah. I came around, I came around the you've been to the crib. Have you been to the crib? You've been to the crib before. No, right? I haven't been over there, but you haven't been inside. Okay. So like Mm-mm. so you come through the den, go through the kitchen, you can make a left around the refrigerator. Anyway, I was coming toward the kitchen, making the right around the refrigerator. And this nigga caught me thigh in the chest. Ooh. And it didn't hurt. As much as much as it was like, oh, <gasps> <gasps> I don't think you can do that. So it wasn't like one, but yeah, nobody ever whooped me outside of that. Now I seen my cousin and their parents. I mean, even when I was staying with my cousin uh, uh, Ozzy and Andre in the summer, I'd like spend time with like maybe a few weeks with them, a few weeks with my aunt. Nigga, mm-hmm. they dad, Kevin, ooh, this nigga used to go to work. And I'm like, <sighs> I knew my dad went to work, but Kevin was bigger than my dad. I'm like, bro, he got a different kind of swing. <laughs> This nigga this swinging brother, from the ancestors. This brother's form is just different. It is. Man. Because he got he got more practice. He got two kids. You know what I mean? Like, oh. my dad only had one specimen. 
<laughs> I said, but I only had one guinea pig. He's like, nigga, I got, I got three kids to experiment with. He was out here just Man. getting tight. Um, before we ask the last question, I'm gonna ask you if you could cast this movie with you playing Marcus, who would you cast as Gerard, Tyler, Jacqueline, and Angela? Um, uh, me as Marcus. I think I cast. Lorel is Gerard. Mm. Um, and probably, and I guess I'm just going out of like, you know, uh, and prop man, probably like Justin Hires is a, as Mark, as a Tyler. Justin Hires. Okay. Um, I think I know Justin Hires. I'm gonna look him up to see what he's doing. He's on MacGyver. He's a, he's funny. Justin, Justin is real funny. Um, you I know you cast, don't want people to meet. I would cast uh, um, just because I know it'd be hilarious. I'd cast Brisha as Tisha Campbell, Keisha, Keisha Martin Campbell, just because I think she rips that. Yeah, like, yelling over the fence. Yeah, I, I think I think she'd just be so funny. I mean, she could kill any of those parts, but I just think it'd be so funny watching her do that shit. Um, girlfriend, girlfriend. Hey. Hey, get away I from think, him, girl. I think she'd kill it. Um, Jacqueline, Jacqueline, I'm going. Oh, Justin Hires is cute. I, I think I'm going, man. I think I'm going like. Oh, okay, okay. Angela, I think I'm going like, man, maybe like a Kelly Rowland. Oh. You know what I mean? Like a Kelly Rowland or like a, maybe a Tessa Thompson or something like that. Yeah, you need one in there. I'm like a Tessa Thompson or like a Janelle Monet. Like a Janelle Monet, yeah. Something like that. Uh, I like that. I like a Janelle Monet in there. Uh, and then for Jacqueline, who? For Jacqueline. For Jacqueline. It could be Amanda Steele's. I'm pl- uh yeah I mean she yeah she could definitely pull off a Jacqueline she could mm-hmm. definitely pull off a Jacqueline I was thinking kind of like a uh, uh uh oh shit what's her name um what was she in uh um oh god what's her name uh she was in um. Well, I think Asian Naomi King could kill something like that too. A Jacqueline. I think I kind of think she has like that. Who? That bravado. Asian Naomi King. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's got that. She got that gravitas. Because the thing is, to be like that Jacqueline that, character, like you gotta have like a gravitas to you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's very like. I'm a I'm a super bad bitch. Like I'm just yes. like a Lala, a Lala Anthony might be good. Oh, that'd be cute. You know what I mean? But I mean, I, I still want somebody that's like, because like Robin Givens has like presence. Like she walks in, like she don't have to talk. Like it's something like, like she had presence with oh, her back. How about, how about, how about, and this, this is not a knock on age, but like how about like a young Kerry Washington? Oh, Kerry Washington would be very good. Like a young Kerry Washington, like a 10 years ago Kerry Washington. Like, I mean, she's always been talented, but you know what I mean? Like just like, yeah. that, if you go for this age group, like think about Kerry Washington 10 years ago. How do you say well, her name? Tandy Newton or T- Tandy? Tandy Newton. Tandy Newton. Tandy Newton. Well, she could be good. 
She could be real good. What's so crazy is that you could actually just put Halle Berry and Robin Givens in the movie again. Again? (laughs) (laughs) Or, no, you could have Robin Givens playing with Lady Eloise. No, she's not old enough for that yet. No, I'm just saying, like, it could be like a... No, she's not old enough for that. I mean, Sisley Tyson. It's so... I mean, we don't age like everybody else. Well, listen, all I know is as long as you let me play Strong J... Ooh! I could, yo, you come down to be a Strong J or... Well, I was going to say, if I was going Strong J, I'd probably go Lupita. I think Lupita is just... I think... I, I love Lupita. I think Lupita's so she fucking is. sexy. And would and you I, know what I really like? Yeah, I really liked about the fact that the supermodel was a dark-skinned woman. Yeah. Love like, that. I love the fact that it was like, this is and the supermodel. Lupita has that height. I don't know how tall Lupita is. I don't think she's that that tall. But Mm-mm. but she just has that, like, she has that grace. I think she has that, yes. like, you know, I believe that from her. I think I just want to be on a chariot being led by six white dudes, honestly. I think that's what I just want to be like here to for. Be, I like to be at that event. And I think yeah. if I was at that event, I think I probably would have went after Angela. Yeah. I think I would have went after Angela versus versus. But he was trying to get perfection. He was trying to because I he's can't. Also, give he's him... also, he was also trying to smash. He was also He's just just trying to smash. He's like, if this is good, then everything else falls into place. And I need the feet to be good, but I think I think I would have went after Angela. I, I thought think. he was going to when they were at that big event. And she was talking to him, and it was like, oh, let me talk, let's talk to Gerard. And I was like, wait, no, nigga, that's not who you need to be talking to. That's not who you need to be talking to. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. I do want to ask, like, so, and this is our last question. Um, cool, I, got, I got to take this dog out. Puppy dog is why I'm a cat person. Um, what, he, had like, he had like a cat. <laughs> and that's always what I appreciate. So what do you think people should take away from this movie? Uh, one being able to open up and talk to your friends, right? Because I mean, that's something that you do. You like you don't see a lot as black men, or especially no. from that era. And they, and I they, loved it because they, they were they really a, talking to each other. Yeah, and they had a scuffle, and then they came back, and they're like, you know, they they, and even though all the words weren't expressed, it was like, hey, man, I I know that you wouldn't hurt me for no reason, and shit just doesn't happen. But thank you for at least telling me because you know, at one point he didn't have to tell him, and mm-hmm. I told him, you know, so it's like. It's a hard thing to, to to say. And also, man, you know, what you're looking for in a partner may not be what you're looking for. What you right. want is what you need. And, you know, what who's who you're compatible with may not be in the package that you thought it was going to be in. Right. You know, so like, you know, you got to keep your eyes open and don't, ju- don't judge that book by uh, by the cover like you're, you're, you've been programmed to search for. Right. So that's my takeaway. So just be open to, yeah, just be open to people. And like, it's, I think it did portray male friendship and black male friendship very well. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when they're on the rowing machine, and he was yeah. like, you the most non-pussy getting that ass pussy talking nigga in the world. <laughs> uh, non-pussy getting his talking shit in this. He didn't yeah. hit the twins out. Like, ah, oh, I was like, yeah. But when would, but he's like, at least I had sex in the 90s. And I was like, oh, what a fun sentence. <laughs> Uh, because the '90s doesn't feel like that it was 20 years ago. Well, and right, and I, and that's also too because like uh, uh, true because like you talking about this movie is '92. We just coming off of like AIDS. We just yeah. coming off of HIV. Yeah, being like a like we just no coming one off like of, of 
of like loosening your idea of how hard it is to contract. Because for a while it was, and we were super young then, but that was a very yeah. dicey period. People were like, man, I ain't fucking no more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's straight up condoms. We're not doing this. And like, then, you know, stuff got more relaxed or whatever, but. Because everybody got more educated about. That's, about that's 92. And we're talking about a movie where even if we don't see a lot of fucking, we know it's happening. Yeah. Because he's sending flowers to all these girls. And it's like, you know, you could relate. Because like once the education got out and once the stigma got off of it and once people are really, we finally took the time to understand what's going on. You know, you stop calling it the gay man's disease and God's curse. Because like, you know, oh, this is something that could, anyone can get this. And we don't yeah. need to make this a stigma. This doesn't have to or, be something. Or treat people like a pariah for yeah, for contracting and it. For contracting it, it's just like, so that's a very interesting point. It's like, you know, we can have a conversation. He's like, it's, you know, fucking is back, guys. Fucking is back. Fucking is back. <laughs> fucking spent. we made this movie but i did like that it did show male friendships it did show you know that people that you grow with you spend holidays with those people mm-hmm. you know like oh where's like because i was like a point where i was like where are marcus's parents where are tyler's parents why are these the only parents that showed up it's like you don't know they might not live there you can't travel you know so that was good to see but i do like that it showed male friendships i do show that it just showed it just showed black people as people. It wasn't us. Yeah. It was because Tyler would always talk about this is racial. That's racial with the yeah. pool table. And what happened was it's not a black movie. It's, it's, a, it's a good movie that has a black cast and a black lead. And yes. like, it's, it's just like, like you said, you can plug anybody into any of these parts or a whole different culture, race, ethnicity of people. And it works, man. It's, it's a good movie. I want to thank Tom Bell for joining me on the show today. We talked about how Tone Bell used his beautiful profile to finish his scenes in the movie Little, how Boomerang highlighted Black people perfecting the art of nonverbal communication, and how it showcased Black professionals and the importance of Black male friendship. I want to thank you guys for listening. Our creator and producer of the show is Judith Carbo. Our supervising producer is Rebecca Steinberg. Our music composer and supervisor is Brendan Solomon Lynch. Our audio engineer is Jessica Gutierrez. Our executive producer is Jason Smith, and I'm your host, Dulce Sloan. So join us next time on That Black Ass Show. A podcast network.